Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into powerful phrases for dealing with difficult people by Renee Evenson, a resourceful guide armed with over 325 phrases designed to help you navigate the rocky terrains of workplace conversations. Evenson, who is not only well-versed in organizational psychology, but also boasts a wealth of experience from over 30 years in customer service management, offers a practical set of tools for anyone who has ever found themselves at a loss for words when confronted with challenging workplace dynamics. This book is more than just a compilation of phrases. It is a masterclass in conflict resolution, featuring dozens of sample conversations that put the suggested phrases into real-world context. Whether you're facing off against a difficult boss, trying to soothe tensions with a coworker, or are just seeking to improve your communication and conflict management skills, this episode will reveal how Evenson's advice can transform your professional interactions. With her deep understanding of interpersonal dynamics and her knack for clear communication, evidenced in her other work such as Customer Service Training 101 Inches, and Customer Service Management Training 101, Renee Evanson serves as your guide to creating a more harmonious work environment. Tune in and equip yourself with the verbal arsenal to deal with any work-related challenges effectively and with confidence. Powerful Phrases for Dealing with Difficult People over 325 ready-to-use words and phrases for working with challenging personalities. Introduction, a guide to mastering workplace conflicts with confidence. Imagine walking into your office on a Monday morning, your coffee in one hand, your to-do list in the other, ready to conquer the week ahead. And then you encounter them, the overbearing boss, the colleague who can't collaborate, the never-ending office drama. It seems like these workplace characters are straight out of a sitcom, except no one's laughing. That's where powerful phrases for dealing with difficult people shines a light, offering you not just a shield, but a sword to cut through the tension and preserve your professional peace. In this narrative, we're going to unpack a toolkit of phrases and strategies to turn confrontations into conversations and roadblocks into bridges. By utilizing a simple, coherent five-step process spiced with carefully curated phrases, you'll learn to disarm conflict and turn it into constructive dialogue. Whether it's a clash with your supervisor or a spat with a sullen coworker, you'll discover the power of words to transform workplace woes into opportunities for growth and better communication. Ready yourself for some workplace wizardry it's time to weave your words into a tapestry of tranquility and turn every challenging encounter into a testament to your tact and proficiency in navigating the choppy seas of office interactions. Part 1. Unlocking Productive Conversations by Following Simple Principles Imagine you're navigating a minefield where every step is a potential misstep with your colleagues. That's often what it feels like to address simmering tensions in the workplace. But fear not, because with just a handful of basic rules, you can pave a path to not just a truce, but a productive discourse. Let's dissect these unsaid workplace norms that tend to amplify conflict. Have you ever been on the receiving end of a never or always? 
Phrases like these are like conversation grenades. When someone says, you always miss deadlines, it doesn't just hurt, it creates instant walls. So let's scrap the absolutes and go for something more like, I noticed the project's timeline has slipped a couple of times. Can we discuss how to get things back on track? And what about starting with, you, beware, as it's an instant trigger for defense mechanisms. Think about switching the script to an I statement instead, to make it personal and less accusatory. For example, I feel overwhelmed when deadlines are missed, and I'd like to understand how we can address this together. Carrying these two rules in your conversational toolkit is like walking through the workplace minefield with a map. They help clear the air without sparking unnecessary defenses, setting the stage for productive, collaborative discussions instead of confrontation. Next up, we'll explore some powerful phrases that will help anchor these principles in your daily interactions, ensuring you not only survive, but thrive in the office environment. Part 2. Choose your words wisely to pave the way for peace. Words are often the scouts that we send ahead into the battlefield of workplace conflicts. They have the potential to negotiate peace before the swords are drawn. To navigate these treacherous terrains, a precise arsenal of phrases tailored to each stage of conflict resolution can be your best ally. Kick off with I phrases to initiate a conversation that's grounded in your personal experience, not accusation. Words like, I've noticed that, or I feel that when an can reduce defensiveness and foster dialogue. After the conversation is underway, employ phrases of understanding to signal empathy. Expressions such as, I realize this wasn't your intention, or I understand where you're coming from. Establish common ground and demonstrate your willingness to see the situation from their perspective. Phrases of apology are your olive branches. Remember, they're not admissions of guilt, but rather acknowledgments of a shared reality. Consider saying, I regret if my words seemed harsh, or I apologize for any confusion I may have caused. These phrases can diminish animosity and encourage a mutual desire to mend fences. As you pivot toward a solution, phrases of compromise come into play. They invite collaboration, as you might say, let's explore how we can address this together, or how do you think we can improve the situation? These words signal your readiness to meet halfway and combine forces to tackle the issue. When you reach an understanding, cap off your conversation with phrases of resolution to affirm the progress made. I'm glad we found common ground. Or, I appreciate us working this through. These expressions solidify the resolution and encapsulate the discussion with a positive seal. The final touch comes with phrases of reconciliation, the balm that heals and fortifies. You might offer, our working relationship is important to me and I believe we'll navigate future challenges even better. Or, I now understand your approach more clearly and hope we can continue this mutual respect. These phrases aren't just strings of words. They're tools to build bridges and maintain a harmonious, productive work atmosphere. Feel free to adapt these to your own conversational style, ensuring that sincerity and the intent to resolve and reconcile are at the heart of every exchange. Part 3. Your Silent Ally the art of nonverbal communication. Almost like an invisible dance, 
Nonverbal cues shape the rhythm and flow of our interactions, especially in the simmering silence of a conflict. While your verbal toolkit is essential, the power of unspoken language, gestures, expressions, and the stance you take can speak volumes in maintaining the harmony of a conversation. To begin, think of your body as an extension of your intention. Crossed arms might unintentionally scream defensive, so aim instead for an open, inviting posture with hands resting comfortably or gesturing naturally. It's in these subtleties that the air of collaboration is either fostered or forfeited. Your eyes can be as revealing as your words. They are the windows not only to your soul, but to your sincerity. Eye contact is key, but remember, there's a fine line between engaging and intimidating. Allow your gaze to wander briefly. It's the visual version of taking a breath, giving both you and your counterpart space to process. It's not just what you say, but how you say it that echoes in the corridors of effective communication. A calm and steady tone is like a still lake that invites trust. So avoid rapid-fire speech that can signal stress or impatience. Beyond self-awareness lies the art of reading the room. Observe the person you're engaging with. Are their shoulders slumped in uncertainty? Lift the ambience by easing the tension in your own stance. Do they create distance? Respect their need for physical space. And if frustration mounts, a phrase of understanding or a pause can act as a soothing balm. If this intricate choreography seems daunting, fear not. Your mirror can be your practice partner. Authenticity is key. You can't fake body language in crucial moments, like a musician rehearsing their piece. Hone your nonverbal expressions until your physical responses become as natural as breathing. In doing so, you're not just preparing for the next conflict. You're sculpting your emotional intelligence for all facets of life. Part 4. Navigate conflict with a clear roadmap. The five-step resolution journey. When you're ensnared in workplace conflict, having a concrete plan of action is like finding a compass in uncharted territory. Each of the five steps in resolving conflict is a waypoint on the path to serenity. Let's follow an example to understand how to apply each of these steps in a real-world skirmish. First and foremost is reflection. Think before you act. Picture Tom, his cheeks flushing with anger, as his colleague Mark casually commandeers his idea during a meeting. Instead of lashing out publicly, Tom retreats to his desk, allowing the heat of indignation to simmer down. This pause is key. He avoids an impetuous reaction that would only escalate the issue. Step two is about seeking clarification. Tom tactfully approaches Mark at the coffee station later. Mark, I felt out of sorts when you presented my idea as your own earlier. Can you help me understand what happened? This opens the door for a two-way conversation, where Tom expresses his feelings and invites Mark's perspective without immediate judgment. Next define the problem. When Mark brushes off Tom's concerns with a casual, it's not about who had the idea, Tom resists the instinct to argue. He stays focused, explaining the importance of credit and recognition in their workspace. It's essential to articulate the problem calmly and with a firm grip on the issue's core. Offer your best solution. Step four, 
Tom empathizes with Mark's desire to contribute valuably, but he firmly suggests a mutual way forward, sharing each other's ideas with proper acknowledgement. Perhaps we can support each other's contributions in meetings more transparently, Tom proposes, engaging Mark in collaborative problem-solving. The final stretch is to cement the agreement. With understanding reached, Tom wraps things up on a positive note. Moving forward, we'll both ensure credit is fairly attributed. I'm delighted we're on the same page, and I look forward to our continued collaboration. A firm handshake is the ceiling gesture, and phrases of resolution and reconciliation from Tom affirm their commitment to this new understanding. While not every conflict might resolve as seamlessly as Tom and Mark's hypothetical tangle, this structured five-step approach offers a consistent framework. It illuminates the path to resolving issues amicably, upholding positive relationships, and fostering an environment where respect and fairness reign supreme. Part 5. When to bend the rules and stand your ground. Rules stand as pillars of structure and predictability, but in the theater of human interaction, sometimes the script demands an improvisation. There are occasions when you'll want to bypass the usual roadmap, like step two of the conflict resolution process, to handle specific situations directly. Take, for instance, the endemic species of the office ecosystem, the brown nosers. Like irritating background music, their habitual flattery is often tuned out naturally by discerning co-workers and seldom merits the time it takes for a deep dive into their psyche. More often than not, the true imbalance is not with the brown noser themselves, but with any undue advantages they garner, which calls for a candid discussion with your boss, not the brown noser. In addressing the brown noser's impact, go straight to highlighting the issue. You might say, there's a pattern of uneven workload distribution that's affecting team morale. No need for understanding here. Focus your dialogue on the concrete, observable consequences of their actions. The case of workplace bullies is even more black and white. Their intimidating behavior isn't a puzzle to be decoded, but a line in the sand. Understanding isn't the objective. Stopping the toxic behavior is. Here, you bypass seeking understanding and march directly to defining the problem. A simple yet potent phrase like, this behavior is unacceptable and it needs to stop, lays the foundation for asserting your rightful boundaries. Remember, not all behaviors warrant the patience of a psychologist. Some simply need the firmness of someone who recognizes right from wrong. When actions within the workplace transgress professional decorum, standing up for yourself and others isn't just an option, it's an obligation. Thus, in such clear-cut cases, you have every right and indeed the responsibility to forego the niceties and advocate for a respectful, dignified work environment. Part 6. Strategies for Navigating the Challenge of a Difficult Boss A challenging supervisor is in a league of their own when it comes to workplace conflicts, demanding an extra layer of finesse in your approach. But don't be daunted. The five-step process you've mastered can also be your guide here, with a few adjustments for respect and tact. First thing, assess whether to step into the arena at all. Is your boss's behavior a recurring thorn, or is it a rare blip that can be brushed off? If it's minor or infrequent, it might be best to overlook it and pour your energy into your work, 
where it can positively impact your career. However, if you must breach the topic with your boss, the first order of business is consideration. Make sure to respect their schedule by arranging a meeting. Start the conversation with an I phrase to establish your perspective unassumingly. I've been feeling a bit challenged by our interactions lately, and I'd like to discuss how we might improve them. An approach laced with phrases of understanding and rotating around diplomacy can help soften any assertiveness. I understand that your role is demanding, and I want to better align with your expectations. When suggesting solutions, dress your language in suggestions rather than demands. However, remember that some lines should not be crossed. If it comes to dealing with a boss who bullies or exhibits unethical behavior, the resolution might lie beyond conversation. In such cases, it might be prudent to acknowledge when the battle outweighs the prize and consider stepping away. Updating your resume and seeking an environment that values respect and ethical conduct can be a breath of fresh air that reignites your professional passion. Navigating the complex dynamics with a difficult boss requires a balance of courage, respect, and self-awareness. By using the five-step process as a flexible framework, you can address these challenges and make educated decisions about your professional journey, including when the healthiest choice is to set sail toward new horizons. Part 7. Turning introspection into action. When you're part of the problem, Self-reflection isn't always easy, especially when you discover you're the one stirring the pot of conflict at work. It can be a bitter pill to swallow, but recognizing and addressing your own difficult behavior is pivotal to a harmonious workplace. When you're on the receiving end of criticism, particularly delivered in an unrefined manner, it's natural to want to don armor and defend. But resist the battle cry. Instead, take a moment to breathe. If needed, step away to regain composure before re-engaging. In facing the issue where you're the topic of concern, adapt the five-step process, starting with an introspection. Imagine you accidentally let the door close on a colleague. They confront you harshly, accusing you of being disrespectful. Now, your job isn't to refute, but to respond with equanimity. Check your body language. Ensure it's open and approachable. Present a relaxed demeanor and a tone that's both sincere and soothing. Begin by extending an olive branch. I'm truly sorry. I didn't realize I let the door close on you. This phrase of apology isn't just courteous. It's the key that unlocks the door to understanding and reconciliation. As your colleague elaborates on their reaction, empathize without dismissing your feelings. I can see why you'd expect courtesy, and it's only fair. I'd feel the same. Let's say they share a past experience where they felt disregarded. That's the defining step. Now you understand the context of their heightened sensitivity. Taking it forward, offer a genuine commitment to change. Thank you for sharing that with me. It certainly wasn't my intention, and I will be more mindful in the future. Affirming this resolution, you might add, I'd hate for an oversight on my part to create tension between us. Let's work on ensuring it doesn't happen again. In situations where you're the inadvertent author of someone's distress, it's crucial to maintain composure, extend empathy, and pledge improvement. In doing so, 
you foster an environment where others feel comfortable voicing grievances. And that's the bedrock of a resilient and respectful workplace culture. Final summary. In the dynamic world of work, navigating the maze of complex personalities and inevitable disagreements can seem daunting. However, you're far from powerless when it comes to managing these interactions. Equipped with the right approaches, you can transform potential conflicts into opportunities for growth and deeper understanding. Foundationally, begin conversations with I phrases. They're like a diplomat's handshake, signaling readiness for peaceful dialogue. Pay attention to your nonverbal cues. Your body language and tone of voice can often say more than your words. Strive for an open posture and an even-keeled tone, fashioning each encounter into a tranquil concourse of professionalism. In your conversational toolkit, house a variety of powerful phrases that cater to every stage of a conflict, from phrases of understanding to those of resolution and reconciliation. Embrace the practical and adaptable five-step process, which guides you through thinking, understanding, defining the problem, offering solutions, and finally, agreeing on a resolution. Conflict at work is not a monolith. Whether it stems from a colleague who seems out to make your day longer, a boss whose expectations soar like Icarus, or even from the mirror reflecting your own fallible self, it doesn't have to result in lasting rifts or burns. Tap into your intrinsic power to engage, empathize, and evolve through each difficult person or situation you encounter. Remember, the essence of it all rests not in the might of your position, but in the art of your negotiations and the sincerity of your intent to maintain harmony and respect in the workplace. With these powerful tools at your disposal, peace isn't just possible, it's within reach. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.